This episode of the Your Money, Your Life podcast is brought to you by the Money Mindset Mastery Checklist. Do you struggle with feeling like you're doing all the things and it's just not working? Or do you feel like there's this invisible force that is holding you back from achieving your financial goals? You're not alone. This is actually super common. Often what we find is this invisible force or the missing piece of the puzzle is a mindset obstacle. Eliminate that and you're back on the path to your financial goals. Inside the Money Mindset Mastery Checklist, you'll find 10 simple steps to create an unshakable money mindset. These 10 steps are the most common things that I see trip up motivated women who are putting in the work just like you are. So ditch the struggle and the frustration. Go grab the Money Mindset Mastery Checklist right now. Visit amycircuit.com forward slash mindset or text mindset to 817-969-4653. And the best part is it's absolutely free for you. So go grab it now. If you need that link again, it's going to be hanging out in the show notes for you. Do you struggle with finding time to take care of you? There are all these obligations that you have to handle that are more important, right? Um, I don't think so anymore. That's why on today's episode of the Your Money, Your Life podcast, we're talking with Ani Michalski about the five pillars of self-care, making yourself a priority, and if it's a requirement to wake up early and more. Ani Michalski is a licensed therapist and life and wellness coach for busy, stressed out moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. She's also a mom of six who empowers fellow moms to hang up their superwoman capes and break through the limiting beliefs that are keeping them from becoming their best self. Her mission as the founder of the Moms Without Capes movement is to help women discover and fall in love with who they are under their mom hat so they can design the life they want to be living. So. Let's do this. Welcome to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Amy Serka. After my husband and I faced three major financial roadblocks in the last six years, I felt like I wasn't doing all that I could and I had let my family down. It always felt like life was a struggle, like I had to work harder than everyone else. It just came easy to them and I didn't feel worthy of success. Until a coach helped me see the successes in our experiences instead of our failures. This allowed me to create and implement systems to grow our net worth by 200,000 plus while spending time with my loved ones and on my priorities. Now I help motivated women create the happiness, family life, financial security, and long-term wealth they deserve. If you're ready to eliminate stress, struggle, frustration, and guilt within your finances, you're in the right place. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. All right, Ani, thank you so much for being on the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. I am so excited to be here, Amy. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We've had a fun relationship. We've gotten to do quite a bit of collaborations and talks over the last um, almost 12 months now. And I know this is going to be great. It's been that long. <laughs> yes. And I am recording. There's a really funny story about that. I might tell all the guests <laughs> later. <laughs> um, so to start off, I'd love to hear what does your money, your life mean to you? So when I know that's the name of the podcast, and when I hear that, 
I feel, I immediately go to thinking that it's not being a slave to your money, that we need money to live, to have fun, to enjoy life. We only get one life, but being able to be responsible with our money and learn how to manage it so that we're not drowning in debt. We're not um, basically like living paycheck to paycheck or being a slave to our money that we can use our money to make our life even better. So that's what I think. I want to hear your money, your life. I love it. That's definitely like what I was going for when we made the podcast <laughs> that. Um, but so tell me a little bit about your journey. You're now like this wellness expert talking about helping moms uh, take care of themselves and self-care. So how did you get to this place? So it's been a long journey. <laughs> I have um, a background in mental health counseling. I'm a licensed counselor here in Montana. And then I kind of stumbled upon becoming a health coach. Um, it was, I wanted to do Zumba and that I, I ended up teaching it. And as part of the um, continuing education credits in order to be a group fitness instructor, when I decided not to do the name Zumba, but I instead went to um, cardio dance, like I tried different names and I decided to become a health coach as part of the continuing education process to keep my certification as the group fitness instructor. Well, I don't even have that group fitness instructor anymore, <laughs> like that certification. And I've learned that people don't care what kind of certifications you have, as long as you can help them with the transformation. And so along that journey of my own, um, you know, health, health journey, or like coming to terms with rediscovering who I am under my mom hat. I also, the most important role I have, I mentioned that I'm a counselor and I'm also a coach. I also am a mom of six kids. And so I wanted to create a business that kind of encompassed all of that. Bought my own background, my experience, my education, all with helping other moms. And so I created the brand Moms Without Capes. And now I serve super women, which are the moms that struggle with it, like the mentality of thinking they have to do it all and be it all. And they have like to-do lists that are forever long. And I help them like manage their time and manage, you know, actually putting themselves on their to-do list. Because one of the biggest things is moms say they don't have time. And so I found that it's really not the, the time management because we are great schedulers. We know, you know, it's really considering yourself worthy enough to focus on. And so I do a lot of things on like, perfectionism and people pleasing and boundary setting and, and all of those other things that are keeping us from prioritizing ourselves. And so that is just a brief window of, of how I got to be where I am. <laughs> yes, I definitely agree that you're right. It's not that we don't have time. It's not, it's that we're not making the time, making it a priority. Like if yes. we have all these things to do, if I'm going to do the dishes or do something to take care of myself, like We'll end up choosing the dishes instead of even right. like asking for somebody else like okay hey can you do the dishes so that i can go do this and i know yeah. we've talked about before like self-care isn't just bubble baths and like yes. bubble baths <laughs> self-care for me like it's something i enjoy so monday um funny story my husband was like i had a rough day like with the kids and everything he was like okay when i get home just give me two things off of your list like i'm gonna take care of them for you and then he got stuck at work and it was like 7 45 when he got home oh you had your hopes up you had your hopes 
disappointment. Yeah. And it was like, you know what? I had wanted to take my Epsom salt bath for a while. So instead of like helping me with this, I want you to go shower so that I can go sit and take my bath when we're done. Right. Like it was the simple little thing of if I hadn't been learning to make it a priority and like it's okay like to say yes to myself. I don't know if I would have done that because it seems it can feel frivolous a little bit like to say that, but it is just as important. And I love that, like, that's your focus as well. Um, and the other thing that I love is you have pillars of self-care. Yes. Um, I think there's five of them. Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about those? So because we're so overwhelmed with so many different things to do, I focus mainly on like five areas that you can you can make sure that you're, I say, filling your bucket Mm -hmm. and making sure that you are focusing on these five areas so that you can fill your bucket and that you can feel recharged and get all of the benefits of self-care. And like you mentioned, self-care is not just bubble baths. Of course it can include bubble baths. If that's what you, you really do need to define self-care for you. And so these five pillars or five categories are physical, spiritual, spiritual, I'm sorry, physical, (laughs) emotional, spiritual, intellectual, and social. And I know you are the money woman. (laughs) You're the money woman. And so I, you know, and a lot of when you look at like the dimensions of health or the, you know, if if you were to Google that, finances often come up. And I I haven't, I don't include that in one of the in any of those five pillars. I include them in all of them because money is such a part of your life. Right. And so I don't think that it needs a separate category. I think you can, it infiltrates every single one of those pillars. And we can get into that in a little bit, but these five pillars all encompass different areas. So like physical is, is kind of what we always think of when we think of self-care, like taking care of your body, making sure that you're getting enough sleep and the healthy diet and moving your body every day. The emotional is, I combine that with the mental health. And because your feelings and your thoughts and your mental health is all intermingled or intertwined. And so making sure that you are taking care of your mental and emotional health. And this could include therapy, journaling, a lot of self-reflection, making sure that you are tuning into what you're thinking and, you know, all of, all of that, that good stuff. And then your spiritual health is not just religion. But it's also like just getting in touch with the wider world, making sure that you're getting out in nature and connecting with the bigger world. And then you've got the intellectual and that's like mental stimulation, challenging yourself, learning new skills or learning new, you know, bringing new knowledge into your life each day. And then finally, the social. And that is all about relationships and making sure that you're fostering and investing in your relationships in your life. And so those are the the five areas that, especially if you are new to self-care, will help you make sure that you're getting something each day. I love it. And I also, it's funny, we, I was in one of your challenges, I think it was over the summer and it was the first time, like I met somebody who had the same like game that we play like on our phones and it's the whole intellectual thing. It's killer Sudoku, but I had never (laughs) met anybody else that played it before until we did that. And I was like, this is what I did today. And they were like, oh my gosh, I love that one too. So it was, it was social too. And the intellectual there. That's the thing. A lot of them cross over mm -hmm. definitely. And that's why that financial, like that crosses right. That goes right in there. You can't, 
this is a podcast, but I'm like moving my fingers in and out like a wave, like it's intertwined. <laughs> like it's the Italian in me talking with my hands. So you got to watch the YouTube guys. If you're listening to the podcast, come watch the YouTube video. So you can see us yeah, talking. My hands. See what I'm actually talking about. But um, yeah, they all inter- they're all intertwined and you can certainly engage in one self-care practice that pulls in from the different pillars. They're not all separate. Yes. And I can definitely see from the financial standpoint, as we talk about like our mindset and our habits, um, at the time of this, when this goes live, we'll be in the middle of the healthy, happy impulse spending challenge. It might have a different name by this point because I'm still (laughs) not set on it, but we're talking about healthy impulse spending habits and the whole thought process that all impulse spending is bad, like of course is wrong. We're talking about that, but knowing like what our triggers are and what happens Mm -hmm. and what we do in relation to that, I see how that intertwines in all of these different pillars as we talk about our self-care as well. So I love how you say like it, it's, it's in all of them because it is. And that's really why. It's so important that we create money as a tool. It's not just like, let's figure this out because like we need to have money. It's because we want to be the best version of ourselves too. And when we take care of ourselves and we take care of our finances, you're just happier when we do that. And (laughs) yeah, I'm going to get off. Are we meant to be happy? Are we meant to be happy? (laughs) Yes. I got meant to live this amazing life. Yeah. It all plays a role. I had a big role. I was on a group coaching call a couple of weeks ago and they were like, you just look happy. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. Like that is like one of the biggest compliments. I was talking about like all of the crazy things that have occurred over the last like a <laughs> month. Cause it's just been like a roller coaster of all these things. And even though I'm talking about like all these things that went wrong, they were just like, you look happy. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. Because a couple of years ago when I wasn't making myself a priority and I wasn't, hadn't worked on my mindset, like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think you would have been able to, I, I know you wouldn't have been able to say that. that. (laughs) Yes. And it makes all the difference. So it does. Is there a question that I haven't asked you that everyone needs to know the answer to? So what is my favorite self-care practice? Because we we talked about how you have to define it for yourself. And this is something that is very controversial in mom world I guess maybe (laughs) everything but waking up early I do wake up early and I know a lot of moms will say like you know that their self-care is sleeping in and I (laughs) I raised my hand for those of you who are listening (laughs) you know it's kind of like staying at home or like going to work like it's just like there's some moms that fall on one side and the other moms are like adamant like no I'm not waking up early to get in my self-care and I have found over the years that that just works for me and getting up early allows me to get myself mentally and physically prepared for the day because my day is totally the chaos as many systems I have in place and like you know, I've got the chore list and I've got, you know, making like, I already made dinner for tonight, like different things that I do throughout the day to, to bring peace to that case. I know if I didn't do that, it would be over my head and I would be crying every day. Like, and so being able to wake up early is my self-care. And during that time, I don't do work. I, I say, I make sure that I'm mentally prepared, not physically, 
I am not doing laundry. I'm not emptying the dishwasher. I'm not doing anything like that. That's the time that I'm sitting there journaling. I have five minutes where I actually just think because I, I don't have time to think during the day. Many of you moms probably know this. Like you, you don't know what you're thinking, which is why many of us struggle with sleep because you lay down to go to sleep and all these thoughts are flooding your mind, all these worries and stuff, because you don't give yourself that time to actually think. And so that's my favorite, but I really do challenge all of the listeners to define what self-care is for you. What fills your bucket? What brings you that peace and recharges you so that you are your best version, that you're moving towards your best version. And see, this is why I love asking this question because like we needed to hear that. And it is funny because for myself, like I was, I'm, I am a night owl by nature and that's like, that's always been my nature, but everyone talks or a lot of experts in the industry talk about like, you got to get up early. You got to get up early. I've got like kids that are still crawling in bed with me. She's three, but like, it's still every night, like in bed with me. And when I made the decision, I was stressing myself out, trying to get up Mm -hmm. earlier and what, what I did was I just stopped setting an alarm. I mean, my kids are going to wake me up. I'm not going to sleep for forever, but there were times that I was sleeping late. I mean, it was eight 45 or so. Mm-hmm. And like, I know for morning people, like they have their day done, but <laughs> I, I was, love telling people that too. I got to admit, like my husband, he's a late sleeper. And I'm like, God, I'm halfway done my, my, done my day. Like, where have you been? <laughs> but the simple act of stop like stopping setting the alarm, like I released so much stress. Yes. (laughs) And the pressure. And like, I got more done because I wasn't stressed about the fact that I was quote behind because I wasn't getting up early. You were no longer comparing and trying to keep up. (laughs) Yes. And it was the craziest thing. And like, I don't, my work day, I always started like at 10 AM anyways, like even when I was trying to get up earlier, I didn't want to commit to anything earlier than that because, you know, life happens, but I was still keeping with that. I got done what I needed to faster because we had done everything. So I just love how it's like the polar, the, the opposites, the but opposite. it's definitely how we all fill our own bucket. Yes. Do you, um, do you follow Jenna Kutcher? You were the one that told me that she's not a morning person. She's and not, I was just yeah. like, <laughs> always said because I'm like she's making millions (laughs) you were the first one like she was the first one I heard of it she always talks about it oh my gosh (laughs) it's really possible it is because we are you're right we hear so much about like you have to wake up early like to be successful and it's like ground in our heads like (laughs) oh my gosh and then when you can't wake up early or you don't want to wake up early Mm -hmm. you're already like feeling behind like you said like you're already feeling like you're not measuring up and we don't need that nope (laughs) (laughs) so the takeaway here is it's what about what you need so (laughs) yes yes. we've got the two extremes here you identify (laughs) with one of us So um, I'm big on tools and systems and making, using them to make things easier so we can really be the CEO of our life. So what is the most valuable tool or resource that you found when it comes to self-care and taking care of yourself? So this is really funny because right before you hit, hit record, we were talking about our calendars. Yes. And when I, when you sent me the questions in preparation for this episode, I was like, what is my phone? I know you asked me that before. And I think I said my, my crock pot. Yes. Because, <laughs> because it does help me get more done. 
but I was like, you know, I'm like, when I, it is, it is definitely my calendar. Um, and that's, that's what we were talking about right before you hit record is kind of getting the calendar straight and like using electronic versus paper and all that. So I use my paper calendar and I use a passion planner and it really, um, helps me like with time blocking and making sure that, and how it helps me with self-care is that I actually write down, like I make sure that I'm putting breaks in the day to go for a walk around the block or go to the gym or to go up. I started doing a lunchtime because I work at home. My kids are all at school during the day. And so I really don't need to break and go for lunch, but I do. I do like a 30 minute, sometimes 20 minute, but just giving myself that time to get up and it's intentional. And that's the thing. You need to be intentional about self-care because if you're not, it doesn't happen, especially if you're not used to doing it because you're in these habits and routines of putting everyone else and everyone else's needs in front of you. And so you have to start being intentional about your own self-care and saying, well, what fills my bucket? And then creating that space in your calendar and in your day to practice it. Yep. Totally agree. And I was going to, I was wondering if you were going to say the crock pot again, yeah. I feel like I, <laughs> I plan a crock pot meal at least once a week now, because like, since we had that talk on, yeah. our, on the summit, <laughs> but I love that. And we were saying before we hit record, like I have time scheduled. I've got like a little reminder. It's a one minute appointment that says like, start with a red heart, like to, at five o'clock to remind me like to stop working, especially um, those of us who have the home businesses and we work from home and you're passionate about what you do. It's so easy, like just to mm. keep working. It's not, we have to be more intentional about separating business and work and taking care of ourselves. Yes. So I, and I since you're all about money, I want to tell you something that I, I got my new planner for 2022 and I already went through and at least the first three months I went through and I marked off time towards the end of each month to do like a monthly review and to work like to put in my finances, my, my business financials into the spreadsheet, because that does, it goes, you know, every month I keep putting it off. I keep putting it off. And then it's like three months later and I'm like, oh my gosh, let me go back three months and like pull up my bank statements and all of that. But I'm like, if it's in my calendar, then it will get done. So I did on a Friday once a month or towards the end, I actually wrote it down that that's what I'm going to focus on that Friday. So just wanted to let you know that I am intentional about my finances or I'm planning to be. <laughs> I love it. And it's so key because I get asked this every time we're on tax time. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's this overwhelming thing. And we really have to just build it in. So the one thing that you probably want to do before we get to that point is make a list of the things that you need to do because we'll sit down and look at it and be like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know where to start. But if you have it listed out, like, okay, I need to check my expenses. I need to check my income. I need to check these things. Then it's that simple. Like we don't sit there trying to figure out what we need to do. Yeah. Spend all your time trying to figure out that instead of actually being productive and doing what it is. (laughs) Yes. So this has been awesome. I believe you have a free gift for our listeners. So what is that? And tell us a little bit about it and where our listeners can find it. I do. So I have a guide for getting over the excuses that you may be making when it comes to self-care. And this is, you know, that self-care is selfish or the, that big excuse that we just talked about is that I don't have time or the house is going to fall apart. And this guide will walk you through what thinking errors might be coming up that's causing you to, or keeping you from practicing self-care. So I do have that 
for all of your listeners. Okay. Um, and it's at momswithoutcapes.com. And I forgot to ask you this before we, we hit record. Um, <laughs> do you want it to say your money or Amy? Uh, your money works. Okay. So momswithoutcapes.com backslash your money. <laughs> that <laughs> so works. you can grab that, that guide. And of course, we'll make sure it's in the show notes as well. So you don't have to try and remember that. But if you're awesome and went on the go, you can go grab that. And I love the thinking errors. Like that's a fun way to word that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then of course, where can our listeners find you online and learn more about you? So I know you're all about Instagram and I'm on Instagram too, but not as much as you. (laughs) I'm more a Facebook girl. So I can be found on Facebook at Moms Without Capes, also on Instagram at Moms Without Capes. Um, also have a free Facebook community, Moms Without Capes, of course, and that's where I can be found. Awesome. Making it easy. Moms Without Capes. I'm in that Facebook group. It is awesome. So you should definitely check that out. Um, and I like to leave you with a challenge. So you can message Ani on Facebook or you can message me on Instagram. Your challenge today is I want to hear what, what are you going to do to make yourself a priority? What action are you going to take when it comes to self-care? Now that we've worked on making ourselves a priority, we're going to go do it, but make sure you let me know what you're going to be doing. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Your Money, Your Life podcast. Bye for now, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. My favorite place to hang out is on Instagram. You can find me at Amy Circa. Send me a message or post a screenshot and tag me. I love hearing from podcast listeners. When you're ready to master your money, go to workwithamy.com. You and I will work together to ditch financial stress and struggle for good with a customized plan that works for you, your goals, your priorities, your life. I'll see you next time on the Your Money, Your Life podcast. If you love today's episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That way you'll receive new episodes right when they are released. Then leave a rating and review. It helps amazing people just like you find the show faster. We'll see you next week. Bye.